Hello and welcome to Monday Club. It's IFAT Sam and today we are joined... Stop there, Sam. It is an EFIX takeover. And joining me tonight is... It's Gary and it's our great pleasure to be overtaking you there, Sam, because I'd imagine in any race you get overtaken quite early on, I would suggest. And I'm just along for the ride as well. It's Joe here from EFIX. Nice to see you. Wow. So we've got the EFIX uh, guys in the house. First of all, I want to kick off by saying... Very well, well done on your silver, silver button, YouTube button. Basically, took over now. Would it be that one, that one behind Gary. Would it be that one? Yeah, I know. He's had to have it, isn't he? Yeah. No one. The, the thing is, no one on this planet wanted that more than Gary. No one. He, he's, yep, he's yeah, probably right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now all he can think about is getting the gold one for a million subs. Oh, well, that's, that's a long way away that is that's not on the horizon that that's, i don't know yeah. we keep doing them shorts that like, get you 50 million views and stuff you'll be all right in a couple of weeks <laughs> so, he was just showing off his world famous hands there that's what he's doing is i it, know right hands? you see people rush up to me in the street and go oh, are you gary hayes are they gary's hands i know right i can't believe it I've actually started wearing gloves now in public, so my hands don't get recognised. <laughs> so just just to keep the uh, you know keep them secretly away, and I've got a, I've got a bit of a nail injury as well, which is like having a really obvious birthmark, which also suggests they are the hands that were on that video yeah. as well. So. Yeah, but you know what so you should do? Now, you should do one of these. <laughs> Hello, I'm new presenter of Efix. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded a bit why like was it, why bit, like, that sounded a bit like uh, Richard Brooke joining us now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, you know what that is? That's the same voice I do for my dog. I don't know why he's northern either. Yeah. Just, is that his... just your go-to northern accent, Sam? Is it like yeah. Yeah, same for Yorkshire, Lancashire, that's Newcastle? Quite, it's that's quite also... passable, actually. Yeah. You might get away with that when you come up with the electrician's challenge. Probably. But this is it, man. So, guys, we've got you on. Uh, you decided to do a takeover of Monday Club. What I want to know is... Um, what we usually do is we go around and see what you've done last week. But I know what you guys done last week. It's on YouTube. But I know Gary's got some bits and pieces he wants to talk about. Um, yeah, go ahead, mate. First of all, thank you for having us on. And we were very excited today to come on. Um, so thank you for that, Sam. Um, we just launched something new and we'd obviously like to use your platform also to, to mention it as well. So we're going to get about launched... three views. Okay. That, and again, each of those is valuable to you and, so we like to celebrate all the things in our industry that are fantastic and a lot of people out there especially on social media like to highlight some of the more negative stuff maybe of install work and all the rest of it well we've been pretty positive from the start of this process and we've continued that on with the efix awards and it's my great pleasure in actually having awards for college of the year and college lecture of the year which are probably two areas that get missed um, when we're handing out big shiny gold medals for people in our industry we tend to recognize maybe the legend that's got service through years and maybe somebody who's done something heroic but two of the awards that i'm really most important and most proud of are those two but we've also got things that celebrate people that are making great strides within our industry haven't we joe and you're wearing the special gold t-shirt as you produce some videos about different things got those the, on the pod got the darts player the darts player t-shirt on yeah. yeah that's a special gold embroidered efix t-shirt there's only there's only one of these t-shirts and it's it's wow. on me yeah wow me. but no so so what is so efix is doing like an award show is it an award show or is it like um just a, an award you're going to be handed out over content or or is it going to be like an event no 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 it it, it it's an award it will be a virtual event until the world calms down 
uh, still a little bit, but it's to recognise those people who are making a difference, really, you know, and that starts with younger people. You know, you've got people who are you know, clearly on the path to greatness who you want to try and spot, and that's not just because they've got great social media accounts, but those who we see lots of people who put a lot into continuously training themselves, do great things, and then some installers out there who are absolutely smashing it in terms of the markets that serve. You know, so, Do you know what? And, and we I see lots it, of them. I think it's really important for the industry um, because you do have, um, like, obviously, it's a, is it? Do you think all this sort of um, posting bad, bad installs and stuff like that is a little bit like newspapers? Newspapers don't really report the good stories; they only really report the bad stuff because people like to sort of look at that and go, "Jesus." Whereas, actually. Um, looking at the good stuff, I think there's a real market for that now. I think people are hungry to see good install work. And funny enough, I was at, um, I was doing a bit of consulting for a friend of mine on a job um, and he wanted it to run a bit smoother. And what, what was happening is he had a quite high turnover of people on site um, and the morale was quite low. So I, I introduced uh, a green card. like Because everyone knows about um, red... Um, getting a red card, yellow card, and stuff like that. Well, we've done away with them, and we put, brought in a green card. So for safety, and then for great workmanship. And before you knew it, people were all over it, doing, trying to get that. It's a 100 quid um, voucher, like a voucher, like Amazon voucher and stuff like that, if you've got a green card. And people really putting in effort to really do the best work they can. And before mm. you knew it, the, the site morale had gone through the roof. It's just very simple yeah. things like that. And I think... What you're doing is showing that actually the industry is not in this terrible doomed place of, you know, um, oh, it's gone down the pan. It's a race to the bottom and stuff like that. Because I personally don't believe in all that. I think the race to the bottom only exists for those who are in it. And actually, it's probably the quality of work and the understanding of what it is to be an electrician and continuously learning and stuff like that is actually better now than it ever has been. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, funny you, you, look, say you that. just look. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. Yeah, you, you look at. You know, it's a time of great opportunity. You know, you look at what's coming down the pipeline. Electric cars. How many of them charge points are going to have to fit? Okay, a lot of them are fitted quite uh, in uh, some ch some uh, challenging installations that we've seen. But some people are doing a fantastic job. Then behind it, you've got battery storage. You've got will solar come back, and you've got this smart thing on, and all that's going to drive demand for electricians who can absorb all these uh, great new opportunities and, and create great businesses from them. And we see some people who are absolutely smashing it and let's celebrate them. I think, I think that's absolutely. a real powerful thing. I and think it's, I think it's essential. Sorry, Joe, I'll just cut you off. Go on, mate. I was just going to say, and that's, you know, when, when Gary and I were at the college, the one word that Gary always used to describe himself is relentless. We'll always say I'm, I'm relentless. I'm relentless. And then we changed that to, to, we came up with the expression relentless positivity, didn't we guys? We always used to, uh, that used to be our thing that, you know, you couldn't take negativity into the classroom with it because that would just just kill the atmosphere completely. And we all and we've kind of brought that into eFix. I like to think of me with like-minded people as well. Gordon's very proactive, very positive as well. And for me, the eFix awards are it, it's just all about people, really. You know, it's about finding people who are really good at what they do uh, and who produce really good installs, perhaps in areas that were outside their comfort zone, things like that. Um, and also I mean, that up and coming generation. Yeah. That, that that's a massive that's a massive undertaking to find those installs on it or do people submit them and stuff like that i mean how do you even go about doing that 
Yeah, so if you go to eFix uh, slash awards, there's a couple of pages there that can help you and some video content explaining how to submit your uh, nominee. So 30 under 30, we're looking for 30 people aged under 30 by the end of March next year. And if you fall within that category, there is a video explaining the sort of person that probably would fit that profile. Somebody, as Gordon said, who's taken on additional qualifications, perhaps worked in a company in an area that striving and difficult for them to to maintain staff in or helped other people within that company and business maybe they started off as a, a full-time learner got themselves an apprenticeship got their own business now taking on apprentices so they're sort of people that we're trying to highlight in those areas and then we look at the different sectors so we'll look at um, things like renewables so are you installing renewable wiring systems or um, solar pv etc heat pumps and therefore you you focus your business in on one area you're you're specializing and you're crushing that area and you can put yourself forward or be nominated by somebody else i think in some ways it would be pleasurable to be nominated by somebody else so if you yeah. know someone sam that's 30 years or under that you've worked with or seen over the years <laughs> seen over the years that you could nominate forward or perhaps um somebody in some of the other areas and and i'll let gordon tell us some of those other areas that are available for nominees as well yeah so i mean we've got the yeah ev we touched on smart home and that just doesn't mean the the um the, the big smart homes we sometimes see, you know, with all that cable and raining out of the roof, it's, you know, it can come down to the people who are doing a great job even fitting those smart doorbells. Because one of the things we found with smart system, a lot of it's about how you handle the customer. You know, there's at some point you're, you're doing a smart install and at some point you, they're going to have to hand over their mobile phone to you and that's got their life on it. And then you're going to put some software on there, tap into the Wi-Fi network, you know, have a scroll through the photographs, uh, you know, take some selfies and all the stuff you do when you've inherited somebody's phone. But it's how do you handle that process? Um, how do you deal with the software side and things that possibly is new for a lot of electricians, isn't it? You put a product in, then you've got to install an app and deal with Wi-Fi and all that stuff that goes with that. So, yeah, well, so who's, who's, who's got that sourced? Well, because actually that's the thing um, a lot of, lot of electricians probably don't realise is, yeah, you've got to fit a doorbell, but they're going to ask you, well, how do I connect it to my phone? You can't just really turn around to them and go, well, that's kind of a you problem. Like, you've got to show them, haven't you? So, because um, I know a lot of the, a lot of these products now, though, they come with, like, a QR code that does it all for you, seamlessly integrates it into your phone. <laughs> have, you, have you had a seamless integration experience, Gaz? <laughs> I don't like apps and every time we get one out it just goes that's why I don't like apps because they they tend to not work out the box and it's a struggle yeah but let's be honest Gary you're not too technical are you being a YouTuber and a man of technology you're pretty bad at computers I admit that I don't do emails either but you just said scan the QR code, follow the instructions, and we've done it. And one of the products wouldn't work, and we went onto the help desk to find out a solution. So we went onto the help desk, and it said, if your iPhone has just updated to the latest version, I think it was 12.8 or something like that, it doesn't work. So the solution – wait for it. The solution was to use an Android. So not only have you got to go – yeah, you've got to go out and get another phone. So that was the solution because it didn't work. Yeah. Great. I love it. That's brilliant. Yeah, I suppose what it is when they're building apps and stuff, they've got to try and keep up with the the. And I suppose it's just money in it. It's just money all the time. 
it, it, and it, it's but again that can't be the solution can it can't be because all of a sudden the latest update on apple means that product doesn't work and, and we had to fight our way around that situation in order that obviously the, the update can keep up with where it was going to be but they're challenging times for gordon aren't they gordon yeah they are and what normally happens obviously yeah gary defaults are just uh starts yeah oh you could sort this one out and sometimes i win and sometimes i lose but there was one particular product started its update uh, it took three hours by which time and the bar didn't move that was the problem so by which time <laughs> gary ripped out the internet wiring from the wall because he thought it was outside the building he was ready to start digging up the roads and it was like gary's patience patience because uh, yeah so gary's gary not very do patience, not very patient either no, no not at all no. so it's like so Tell me this, so Gordon. Back to manufacture and, yeah, go on. One thing I've noticed about you from the very early days of eFix, um, your presenting skills have got so much better. I'm not going to say you was bad. I'm just going to say you oh, was unseasoned. Unseasoned. Yeah, that's... We'll take that. I'm sure we'll have that one. But now you're holding your own with Gary, all. though. Like you haven't got Captain, yeah. uh, you haven't got Lieutenant Spock's haircut and, or Commander Spock's haircut anymore. Like honestly, down was. Uh, <laughs> do you remember? I, I sent it to. You, I was like, "Who cut his hair?" I've got to say something because I'm murder. I can't. I can't not say something. Like I'm a fat man. That's I get fine. it all the we, time. We, 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 we know who cuts my hair because we've been in there when I've been having it cut. It's Edward Scissorhands by the bus station. So he's, uh, he's <laughs> and you know, during lockdown it was challenging times. You know, you couldn't get you couldn't get your barnet thatched. You couldn't you know you couldn't do stuff. But no, thanks for that, Sam. I mean, it's presenting. It's different, isn't it? YouTube. I'd never done YouTube before, I, I, and you know, it's kind of. I've always been in rooms. If you if you're talking to people, there's normally people in front of you. But instead, I've got a tripod and Gary yeah, on the other side of me trying to uh, try to try to undo me. It so. is certainly a, a bit of a well, yeah, it's a skill. Like talking to the camera, like and presenting to a camera. I suppose is a, is a whole different thing. I mean, I've done bits and pieces. I've never done presenting. Um, this isn't really presenting. This is just talking with a camera, recording my fatness. But, but it is what it is. Um, but no, you've really come a long way. I'm actually really enjoying the latest eFix stuff, and that's not me just blowing smoke. It's it's actually really turning into like the go-to channel for electricians, really, hasn't it? You guys must be incredibly proud with that. Yeah, I think I think we've, you know, I think uh, I think that COVID and the lockdown affected everyone, didn't it? You know, in some way, it's had impacts on everybody's lives, and it it meant we had to adapt quite quickly and and sort of change things that we were doing. Um, and we've just got on with it, you know, and, and in fairness, you know, every single person involved has developed new skills over the last 18 months that perhaps weren't a part of what they did before. You know, I mean, I, I never thought I'd be able to build a web page. Um, and that's something that I've, I've learned how to do. You know, it's it's just one of those things. That... Joe, I don't think there's anything technical you can't do. I was so no. amazed by your technical prowess when I come to the when I come to the college that time. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's just it's one of those things that you know we, we just we just get on and do what we need to do to to produce the content that we do and and you know we're still always you know we, we've got to keep the lights on we've got to keep the the families fed but we are very very passionate about remaining as educational as we can be. You know we want to we want to entertain and educate in equal measure. I think is is kind of the goal of what we're trying to achieve here. So with like so you guys have been like thrown yourself into you've had to really do more than an electrician does to understand new products and where it's going and things like that. Do you think that in the last last couple of years that you guys have learned so much more about 
sparking than you did when you was teaching because you teach to a syllabus now you're investigating new products and seeing how they're going to integrate predicting things in the future and stuff like that and how it's all going to go together do you feel like you're better sparks now I feel like I know more. So I, I would argue that for many years I was hidden inside a college and the syllabus, you're quite right, and the fact that it didn't move very quickly. So we were still incandescent, incandescent lights and we were still talking about older stuff that would come up. Yet our industry was you know, banning those things and moving with new technologies. And, and the syllabus is probably 20 years, maybe 10 years if you're lucky find where industry is so of course when I, I fell in with the efix team i'm looking at stuff i never would have got my hands on some things that are crazily good crazily confusing as well for me and that that became exciting and you know quite a good drive to think oh, what's the next product we're going to look at gordon i haven't got a clue and then by the end of it you've got to produce a video like joe said that has that element of entertainment and that element of education that maybe by the time you've watched that video you might understand the product a little bit more we may have installed it in a certain situation and give people ideas about how they could use that product but this also links into the the, the, the most proud I am of things that we've done at eFix is actually Joe's CPDs. So I don't do anything to do with what effectively is free learning and free certificated into eFix know-how tab. And he, he produces a video. I watch his videos and I think, I didn't know that. I've learned something, whether it be about the number of spotlights on a switch, whether it be about a ventilation system, that I, I probably wouldn't have taken the time to invest in myself to do a standalone course at a manufacturer because that would take a day out of my life and never going to get the time to do it. But to just give up an hour of my time and it's watching Joe and answering a few questions to get a certificate at the end of it. Everyone loves a certificate. Who, who, who doesn't love a certificate for an hour? And yeah. and if someone said to me, what's the most proud thing I am of eFix? It'll be Joe's CPDs. I said, well, what about Joe's CPDs? It will be the one I, think, I, I just need to temper that a little bit as well because it's um, – I, I never want to give the impression that I know everything about electricity. You know, we, we've just done the, the quick fire questions and you, you caught me out on a question. So I'm the question of doom. I got it wrong. You know, partly because I was panicking so my internet went down. <laughs> but, whatever, but got, whatever. <laughs> but I got it wrong. But the point is, is that, and I, I was saying this to people um, at the lecture recently, was that it's not, it's it's not, none of us on involved in ethics would ever claim to know everything about electrical installation or about the industry or about the regs or anything like that but what we've kind of created here is an opportunity where we can actually carry out quite time intensive research and then pass that on to other people and that's perhaps the thing that a lot of people don't have time for and it's about trying to communicate it in a way that just kind of distills it down to the key points and makes it clear you know because there's so much waffle surrounding electrical installation and a lot of the time it's just like right well, let's just pare that sentence down and get it to the point where it's you know legible i That's think you're absolutely common. right there's like a way that the there's a way that the regs talk like if you're going to read it out you're like listen i can't relate to that because you're talking like gobbledygook and there's a way electricians talk and i think that you sort of you're sort of like like Mark does for me, basically, filtering it down to digestible amount for my. Listen, I'm not great, but I'm not great technical spark. In fact, pretty dumb. So when Mark talks, I'm like, like that. And I suppose you guys are doing the same, but with uh, video form. So I'm actually going to listen, Joe. How about doing um, one on installing medical equipment in hospitals? Because that's what I'm going to be doing in the future with my new role. <laughs> what sort um, of time scale are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so on. I'm just going to put it on my whiteboard. So yeah. installing, yeah, medical equipment, yeah. 
In hospitals. Um, yeah. Well, you're not going to be installing them in the, yeah, in the garden. No, IT, IT system, IT earthing system. And I'll just put for Sam. I'm out of my depth. Yeah, I'll put that on there. Yeah. Blue there sockets. Blue Sam. sockets that aren't on industrial ones. Yeah, that's it. Blue sockets as well. I didn't even know about blue sockets until like this week. My screen's just cracked yeah. out. I'm over here. One sec. Um, yeah, so this is my new thing. Um, I've had a couple of weeks off preparing for my new role as um site manager um installing um ct scanners and stuff like that around the country right <laughs> it's gonna be some lawsuits i know but yeah whatever <laughs> that's the spirit Sam. <laughs> gotta, gotta have a go gotta have a go um so yeah i'm really excited about it and one of the things that comes up with doing hospital work is um how mad hospital wiring is like it's crazy um they had pulled a new on on this one i was on i didn't get a shock but i would come very close to getting a shock they had pulled a neutral from the ring to the lighting that's handy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and any particular well. reason was it just uh, just the fox you said oh, we'll give him this one in his first oh just it's just like yeah, one yeah. of the maintenance guys <laughs> oh we need a neutral well no wait just oh, take it well. up from there yeah, you've got to do what you've got to do. Oh, yeah. His name was what's, Gordon as well. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what's really yeah. scary about that, I did a bit of um, design work and uh, I, I did some work on a hospital and the regs. I mean, it's like you start off with BSN 6 and 1. And it's like, right, okay, we'll, we'll start from there. And then there's all these other, like, what are they called? Health. Um, there's a whole chunk of other regulation they're currently called health building notes or something is it something yeah there's loads of stuff that and it's yeah oh man it's so strict and there's so many things you got to think about and take into account when you're doing and and you just think you could do all that you know someone probably designed that really rigorously and then yeah someone comes along and, and volleys a neutral in from the wrong place <laughs> yeah you. madness one of the Literally. things that one of the things <laughs> we come across is this is so I was I was working for them um, as a subby, and they t- and they asked me to come on as a site manager. One of the one of the problems we encountered was we're installing um, there's something called a, I can't remember it's called a gamma knife, but it's that the gamma knife is like a proprietary brand that's like Hoover if you like. Um, and but this was made by another company. It's not called a gamma knife, but it's the same thing. Basically, it has all these gamma rays that go around you, and where the the cross sectional area meets of like 50 lasers is what burns out the tumor in your head and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. like science fiction stuff. Um, but this is a scanner that maps your brain. So that, that cuts it out. So we're installing the scanner that maps your brain before you go into the actual gamma knife. And, um, it needed, um, 0.01, um, ZS on the, um, earthing. That's low. Yeah. So you had to. So that's a consideration that you wouldn't even expect. That on a, um, but you can is offset that, is that it. just for its operation, Sam. Just so it could, just to, yeah, just work, to go. So it no, it will work, yeah. but that's its um, that's its uh, manufacturer's requirements. Wow. So how do you like? Didn't even know that. But there is also another equation that you can test between the phases, get the, the reading from between the phases, and you can offset. A little bit on the ZS on the Earth, and it's stuff like that. I, I'm like, 
But in fairness, Sam, Mark. I mean, that's, that's you know, like we were saying about the CPDs, I often go into stuff not knowing much about the subject or not knowing everything about the subject, but it's it's getting out of your comfort zone. You know, once you're, once you're out of what you're comfortable with and you start doing something new, that's when you start to learn and when you start to grow. And it's not easy and it's, you know, it's not, sometimes you just, you, you wish it was, you know, you didn't have to do that, but it's, that is where you really start learning. So five years from now, when you've got, at that whole backlog of experience behind you, you know, you'll be the one explaining it to other people, Sam. you know, and saying that it's, it's got to be this way for a reason. God help the industry. Um, <laughs> what I will say is, though, you get a white coat then, Sam. You can walk around <laughs> with a white coat with a few pens. I've got one. In. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> my white coat. Will it be better than my Le Spark T-shirt? This is my own brand. This is Le Spark, um, and you can get them in the show notes below. Um, what I will say is. Um, Here's a question. With the industry going the way it is, right? So many years ago, a bit of twin and earth, there's um, pulling in and you had some rules of thumb. If it's over 100 metres, go up to four mil, stuff like that. All them little little rules of thumb that you had doing house bashing. And then, you, and then on site doing commercial and industrial, you're an installation electrician first and foremost. Really, you're coming off of drawings. Everything's been set, set out for you. You don't really have to be designing any circuitry or anything like that. Designing a bit of tray and things like that, generally, it's the most you're doing. But now we see um, there's so much more coming into the industry. So many more specialist avenues. It's now impossible for... Well, it's getting to the point where it's going to be impossible for electricians to have a basic understand, a workable knowledge across all of the different specialities in the industry. Do you think that's a thing or not? Uh, I, I agree with that. So if you suggest that an electrician does domestic, commercial, industrial, that's that's a massive van. Okay, that's a lot of equipment that, to do every aspect of that really well. So what ends up happening, somebody will specialise, won't they? So they'll specialise in maybe commercial and industrial or maybe domestic and, and all the rest of it. So they're already got an overview. So if you think of your qualification at college as your driving test, you get to do a little bit of everything. So you might reverse the car, you might parallel park the car. Okay, you might do an emergency stop and then they test on some of those elements and you've got your driving license, which suggests now you can start to learn to drive. So if you apply the same philosophy to the electrical industry, you get the overview at college and the the apprenticeship that you did. And then you can go off and look at maybe drilling to certain areas and people that are the most successful as we've just suggested with the awards are people who say no i'm going to actually specialize in something and i think you had jamie curry on before yeah. who, speci- who specializes in doing rewires in probably a day to to maybe a week at the most if it was massive but so he's, he's taken his industry focused in on it and drilled into how he can do that job in that time whereas that makes him a specialist. He's not trying to do everything. He's not commercial, domestic, industrial. They don't do PV. They don't do solar PV. And I think if our industry can start um, thinking in that terms more, with actually everyone benefits, you know, our specialist in this, the money we earn, I'll offer a service within this. And we did some work with um, Sales Geek. Is, have I got his name right, Gordon? Yeah, so Richard Few at Sales Geek. We've got a great interview with him coming up that, yeah, might be a little different for people to watch, but some great learning in there absolutely yeah and he's so it, it's a sorry guys go on. but my, my question no, no, so, so that's what i'm trying to say say you don't want to be everything to everyone because you end up not doing anything as well as you could do I'm not suggesting you're not doing it well so i'm not saying that but the not many companies offer everything 
think, out of one van. So again, it, our industry is super cool, super exciting, and people that are more successful find an area to specialise in. I, I I completely agree because it it shows. Like you've got Jamie Curry, you've got Neil Bridgman who drilled down into rail, you've got um, the Quinnergy who drilled down yeah. into compliance and stuff like that. Um, you know what I'm sort of getting to is the qualification to become an electrician. Um, here's the question. Here's the thing that gets said to you all the time. Um, you turn up to a site and you've got to install a three phase machine and you've got to do all the bits and pieces and work out all the stuff. Now I can do that. Right. But if I turn up and there's a Lutron lighting panel and I'll get on another job and it's a couple of weeks on a job and there's a Lutron lighting panel, I'm going to go, I haven't done one of these before. And they go, but you're an electrician, ain't you? That mindset's got to change soon, I think, because yeah, I think um, for me, it's kind of uh, I agree with what with what Gary said to some extent, but I also think that sometimes things that appear complex on the surface are actually not that bad, you know. And yeah. I think that sometimes we might be a little bit afraid to dive into something that we're unfamiliar with for fear of breaking it, you know. And that's fair enough, you know. You don't want to. You never want to assume that you know everything and that you can sort anything, you know. But I think the, the the world that we're living in now has instant access to huge amounts of information, you know. And it's for me, it's it's about knowing how to look for that information and then how to apply it, you know. So you can you know you can go through life memorizing things and look clever, you know. Maybe you've memorized the list of kings and queens of England, like you know you look clever, but I don't need to memorize that because I can look it up on my phone in five seconds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. For me, it's about it's about knowing where to find the information and then knowing how to apply it, and also maybe to some extent knowing the right people to ask for help with it. But I think yeah. I, what what I'd hate to think is that there's any area of the industry that I'd be afraid to get involved with because I don't know enough about it. I'd, I'd want to push myself to learn about it and then carry it out safely, even if that means you know bringing other people in to help me out. You know, so I think I think that yes, specialism is is really good. I think it can be really beneficial. But I also I'd, I'd hate to think that people were afraid of learning about things that they didn't know about because it was outside their area. You know, so I think, do I think you... we've, we've, you've got to be endlessly curious. You know. Do you think that the current teaching, sorry, the current criteria for to become an apprentice, like to to come out of your apprenticeship and become an electrician, gives you the correct underpinning knowledge and understanding of the industry to do what you said, Joe? Well, Gordon's our resident teaching expert, so we'll hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, the problem with education, and this is true whatever sector you're in, is that the syllabus, just because of the way that, that, that things are set up and run, always lags industry. So uh, to the best of my knowledge, and if I'm incorrect on this, I apologise, but to the best of my knowledge, the current teaching syllabus for electricians doesn't include anything to do with uh, EV charging. Uh, it doesn't include anything to do with smart technology. And those are the areas that are blowing up right now. But the problem is it's got to go through so many stages in order to get it into the syllabus. I mean, that that will probably become a component of it. Probably another, what do you reckon, guys, maybe two, three years from now, we might see that entering the syllabus. And at that point, those kind of teachers who perhaps don't immerse themselves in the electrical industry, and I've been guilty of that to some extent as well, who don't keep up to date with stuff, 
that's when it becomes a bit of a struggle because you, you find yourself struggling to keep up with things. Um, so uh, I don't think it's the fault of, of teachers. I don't think it's the fault of any particular group or body. It's just the way that education works, unfortunately, that it takes a long time for things to get embedded into the syllabus and approved and passed and become part of the qualification. And that's why for apprentices and, and specifically apprentices really because they've got their um off the job training that they've got to carry out as part of their qualification it's really important that they actually use that really well they use that time and they target that time for learning about stuff that they won't necessarily teach you at college not because the college isn't doing a good job but because the college just isn't set up doesn't have the resources doesn't have you know the the, the wherewithal to 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 deliver material that affects what you're doing right this second on site you know and it's 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 a challenging situation and you know I, I don't think we've got the answers to that apart from check out all the cpds that we're producing <laughs> you know, we've got one we've got one coming out imminently about ev charging you know in ev charger installation um and again i learned loads doing it and i hope that's the kind of thing that not just a, a qualified electrician will watch but that a learner will watch and go right they're not going to teach me at that college not their fault but this is something that I need to know because I'm doing it all the time, you know. And it's that it's an endless wrestling match between what's happening in the real world and and what what how quickly that can be adapted into teaching practice, really. I guess. So this leads me to another question. This leads me to another question, and that is how important do you think manufacturers' influence um, and involvement in one um, training apprentices and two training electricians? How important is that going forward? To get the best to get the best sparks coming out of out of their time go i'll try um so manufacturers and, and so, so let's just 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 tidy up joe's a little bit for me when, when you do an apprenticeship and you go to college you only go to college effectively for 32 weeks there's some off the job training but let's sit it at 32 weeks a year for four years and maybe only three so it just depends it's a partnership between that and the employer. They have you for four, well, more than four days in, in a year if you average out the number of days with them. And the, the phrase used to be, haven't you learned that at college? Didn't you do that at college? Haven't yeah. you got that from college? Well, well, I'm only there one of the five days in a week and the other four days I'll be learning. And that's the idea of being an apprentice. I'll be learning in the workplace. But often once somebody can do something, they, they repeat just doing that all the time because they become handy on site with sitting down lights, bending conduit, tray, etc. And then the learning process stops. So I've seen over the years that you probably got sent away with an older electrician that you didn't want to so imagine Gordon of the electrical industry. So someone old and you'd be stuck with them and you, you wouldn't be happy. You'd be stuck with a miserable Gordon. But of course, what you didn't realize at the time when you were 16, 17, 18, 9, 20, whatever you are, actually is a wealth of knowledge. And you didn't want to go with the young people because the young people were very similar to you and, and probably had things that you liked doing, but didn't, didn't press that learning home. And then you go to manufacturers if manufacturers had the opportunity, like I did today, to go to a college, I went into a college in Leeds today as part of our College Connection series, and we're still very much got our foot in colleges as Team EFIX, um, and it links obviously to those awards we mentioned earlier on. It would be lovely if manufacturers, even if they're only localised or wholesalers, actually said, this college here that's close to us in Birmingham, and where it may be, I don't know, Electrium, Actually, we're going to take a college and we're going to make sure that college is fully furnished with distribution boards and overcurrent protection devices and maybe Crabtree sockets. 
because that's that's the right thing to do to help FE and our next generation. Oh, but it's I, like I agree with that. The bottom line, doesn't it? Can every company every I company agree. come up and and give stuff away? It would be lovely. But I feel I feel like they're dropping the ball with that. Sorry, Sam. I feel like they're dropping the ball with that, and this is what I was alluding to. It's like companies that serve that sell into the electrical industry should really be hitting hitting um, apprentices at that level. So as I don't know about you, but when I was at college, um, you guys probably can't remember because you're that much older than me. Um, um, they don't have, um, they're not really selling in. Wait, I've lost, you got took so long to laugh at my joke. It's thrown me now. Um, <laughs> Want to look but, at that concentration? Yeah, that, that was like a mat. <laughs> so let me let, let's 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 play around with some ideas. Let's let's say what we could do to 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 fix that problem. You know, let's let's imagine we're like the government. Let's have a levy. So all of a sudden now that if you're a producer of electrical accessories, there's a college levy on it. So every year that college levy means that you have to through that levy provide stuff down the country how fantastic would, be? would would anyone miss a penny here and a penny there if they knew that all of that money a bit like maybe when we play the lottery that that good you know the goodwill fund and all of a sudden we can get better stuff into colleges and we can get people working with better equipment i know there's people out there that do it and if you ask say to any college to ask so if you ask my energy for an ev charging point they might send you a college one they might not but if you don't ask you won't know and See, i asked a lot of people to send me stuff when i was in colleges and and it's it's also about being a little bit proactive but in an ideal world let's put a college levy on anyone who manufactures electrical equipment in order that they can get them into colleges See, I'll push back against that a little bit, Gary, because whilst I agree with the sentiment, I don't think it should be mandated. I think it's good business for these companies. Any company selling into the electrical industry, it's good business for them to put their products in front of apprentices because it's like it's like imprinting. Oh well, I use so if say you're at, at, at college and you know you're using a Schneider board, for instance, you're slinging up a Schneider board, um, and then you go and you work with your guy on site. And he's thrown in Joe Bloggs boards. And you're like, these are crap compared to the ones at college. When it's your turn to go out, you're instantly going for the Schneider board, aren't you? Because you're going to be like, right, this is a one. And, and you know, it's like imprinted. Like, if colleges had tools on, like, instead of having, like, a bucket of tools that have been left over for 25 years, if, say, someone like Nipex kitted them out or Weehar kitted them out, like, you're going to be, like, use, you're going to be getting to grips with their real nice... Because there is a difference between the tools. When you when you get high end tools or you get a screw fix special, you can feel the difference, and that to me would be that just makes good business sense to me. They, these companies should be kitting out a couple of colleges, and then you've got hundreds and thousands of people going through that college using their gear, um, and then imprinting on them for later later on. I I just I feel like we've the electrical industry. We are a little bit behind how things work in terms of the companies are a little bit behind. They're only just getting onto influencer marketing. That's been around 10 years. And, and, and agree. And again, when I threw that levy in, that was just that. That's yeah. a, a let's come, come up with something. So ideally brands would go and college. Uh, what's, you know, their bottom line is going to affect. If, if Nipex went to every college in the country, the great people of Nipex and gave away their five in one pliers that I love, and sometimes they're called six in one. Love them. Love them. Every, yeah, me too. I wouldn't know. I, I, I never got a pair, did I? <laughs> yeah. So, 
<laughs> unlucky. So, okay. so but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, th- that becomes an issue, doesn't it? Because obviously they can't make any money. It, it's it's it would be lovely, but let's start off with the local college. Let's start with electricians as well. When we had our live feed events that carried around the country, we used to have a, like an amnesty table. So have you got half a drummer cable? Have you got some sockets that you've used some of them, but there's some other new ones, or perhaps you've taken something out and we used to donate brand new kit and the amnesty kit to the college. So the local college in the area would be a guest at the live feed event. And we would furnish them with as much wow. stuff as we could, whether it be smart new technology or older, mm. You know, cable drums, clips, and all the rest of it, because we wanted to give back, and that's, that's what we amazing. Did. That's you, you know, we know there's shows. Listen, let me just stop. We you know there's shows up and down the country that happen all the time, mate. That's amazing, but, yeah. and these are the things people don't realise about what you guys are doing behind the scenes. And, and I know you're ne- all of you are too humble to, to shout about it, um, but that's a massive thing that you've done there as well. And these little things that you guys do. Yeah, you guys have got like the preeminent uh, show. You got people paying uh, for sponsorship on your show and stuff like that. But it's not a dirty word because the amount you do to give back is is phenomenal. I like, I didn't know you did that about with colleges. Um, this um, Joe CPD thing that's completely free and ready for anyone to go and use. These are really good positive things that you guys are giving back to the industry, and you shouldn't you shouldn't hide that fact actually. Well, we did. We've got the Apprentice Hub. We've had that since we first started, which was it's been evolving. It's our next thing to target. We're doing a targeting session or a fix Apprentice Hub to one of them. But we just created with Jake Hardcastle from uh, Leeds College of Building. I think he is. He's from. We created 16 videos to talk you through from looking at conduit accessories all the way through. AM2S conduit bend and everything in between the bubble set, the running coupler, the back-to-back bend, the perfect set, all the accessories, conduit bending and everything. And we and we put that together, and that's obviously there for, for apprentices. It sits on our; they'll get released to the public individually. But the, the page is there on our, our website, and we've always at the heart of us had learning, and that's from obviously from the apprentice and to obviously electricians at the heart of everything we do. And we will always try and do the most. We can never do everything. You know, we know that as a team of four, we can never do everything, but we're certainly going to do as much as we can, can possibly do in order to help. I think if you go on to a section called the teacher's corner, there's a thousand pages of notes and handouts and learning resource material to help you teach. So if you're a college lecturer and you wanted a thousand pages of teaching notes, they're on there. There's 1200 multi-choice questions. There's now a video series on conduit there's a trunking one that we can't tell you that's coming next hey joe <laughs> hopefully <laughs> listen i've got a question for each one of you i like to ask this question because it's interesting um what is your number one game changing um tool product or anything that's coming to the electrical industry for you i'll start um mine so, so you can't use these mine is wagos and uh, they're the greatest thing um a brocket socket um i love that the brocket socket and um i also like the five and one nipex as well oh and the armeg accelerate i'll go next from a college point of view, I'll take the next one. I got uh, a gentleman, I think he's in Wales, who's a college lecturer who got sick of all these circuit breakers damaging the screw, the amount of times that to undo and take out a conductor to do an R1, R2 test. So he created a link that had a magnetic posi tip 
that just stuck in there and a crocodile clip that went to the earth bar and it gave a resistance of about 0.05 ohms extra in circuit because you've got a magnetic connection, which I think in a college is more than acceptable. And he stopped wrecking the screws on his um, circuit breakers in college. And he sent me have a look at and I went hats off to you it's probably not going to revolutionize our industry it's probably not going to necessarily be widespread out there for uh, installers they might not like it but from a college aspect that saves circuit breakers and I like it that's rubbish um no it's not it's good but it's in terms of this conversation that's rubbish no one cares um right Joe come on uh so, so ask the question again. I want to make sure my answer. Is Not right this again. Not this again. Sorry. What is the uh, most game-changing piece of equipment or technology that's come into the industry that you think, wow, that's a game changer? Uh, this probably doesn't qualify, but I'm going to say educational content on YouTube. Because I, I just think that is, you know, what a resource, what a, a powerhouse. There's a reason you found trying trying to find the... questions. <laughs> I think about stuff too much. That's my job. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, just, just when you think about it, you know, it's like when I was, when I was an apprentice, you know, I just, there was so much stuff that I didn't understand. And there was so much that like, I wanted to know more about. And even the the really good books that were around at the time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diss them. You know, they, they, I could just never quite get the answer that I needed about stuff. And there's, there's so much content out there. There's so many resources. And I think there's there's a great variety in the way it's presented as well. Do you know what so I'll agree with you? Know, you. People who are a bit more down to earth and people a bit more intellectual. And I think it's just, I mean, that is just amazing for the for the industry. I think. And the thing is, there's not a lot of terrible content. Like there is horrible content out there, but the quality of content when you're trying to learn about something isn't too bad. Yeah. And I think you can very quickly spot the the people who are perhaps not channel. quite telling you the right thing. I think no, 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 not, not at all. But you know, just, just you know, there's there's certain channels that you sort of you see and you just think, no, I'm not convinced that's giving me the right answer. You know, and I think that's fairly fairly easy to spot. But yeah, for me, that's just it's just a game changer. It's just a treasure trove of of information at most people's fingertips. Good conversation, terrible answer. Yeah. So you pinched all uh, the good ones, Sam. Yeah. Help you, Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Gordon. What's your game changing? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, well, I was going to say Wago connectors, but you, you you took that one off the table straight away. It's too obvious. Um, so I would closely follow to that. Here's a um, uh, contentious one: torque screwdrivers. Ooh, yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we've got uh, we're, we're doing quite a bit on torque at the moment, not just talking torque, the torque. Um, but I'll give you, I'll give you for instance. So I come from a long time from production environment. So think of this: when Ford assemble a car, they don't let everybody come into work and decide what tension to put on the wheel nuts, do they? It's like, well, I'll just do it. They're my arms calibrated. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just give it a little tighten. You know, you'd be pretty upset when you, if you went down the road and your car starts dropping to bits, and you thought, oh well, that was Friday. We don't tighten screws as tight on a Friday. So I think talks through it's controversial, but I think. You know, more and more manufacturers put torque on everything, sometimes to ridiculous levels. But uh, I think it's something we're going to be seeing a lot more of. So just so, can I come? Not necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. I'll come back there to, to clarify that. So Gordon's got a manufacturing background and you sometimes had to get products through manufacturing tests to get certain accreditations or, or certificates or stickers on them. 
and you sometimes had to set the talk sound because the people who tested it would just tiny up as they see. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I could say the engineers possibly could have done a better job, and to get it to pass the test, it had to be exactly to a certain talk setting. But sometimes manufacturers aren't putting it on to make your life difficult. <laughs> They're actually putting it on because if you don't follow the instructions, the product might leak. And uh, I've never had that happen personally, but uh, yeah, can things can leak. Well, that's the three worst game-changing answers I've heard. So great. What about <laughs> well, what about uh, right. whisker joint boxes? I think whisker joint boxes are fantastic worst. for making off. Our the worst. Right. Really? The worst. What? The whisker joint boxes are the worst. The worst. Um, the, wor- the whisker jo- are the worst. I've done an install, right? It's my own job. Very important okay. person that I was doing an install for meant a great deal to me. I thought, well, what's better than whisker? We go for whisker. We get the good whisker boxes, all the bits that go with them. Cost a fortune to get like to buy it all, all the the the, the whisker bolt thing and all that, making off SWAs into them. Um, and do you know what happened? Almost every single one, as soon as it got cold, and you, and you um, put your screwdriver into the terminal to un, undo it. They would just break. They'd literally disintegrate off. So now you've got to take the whole lot apart and then put a new whisker box in. That would last about three weeks. Um, there's better ones yeah, out there. I've had the I found experience. them. I've had no, the you haven't. You haven't. Experience. No, you haven't. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't realise you defined my reality. Sam. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's better. I used them. I was on the power station the other week, and I was using these other ones. Um, and they've got like a whole different system. They were the business. They were really, really nice. I can't remember the name. I was going to look them up, but then I couldn't be asked. Um, no, whisker boxes. Link, Send us a link. I will do. Whisker boxes are no bueno for me. Yeah. Well, if there's, if there's one thing you can say for us at eFix, we're always willing to be proved wrong. So, uh, yeah, send us, send us a link from a level up. I, you know what? I don't need to prove you wrong because I'm right. No, we're happy to, be, happy to look into it. <laughs> wow. Samisms. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> Samisms. How very dare you. Right, lads. Well, listen, I've had a cracking time tonight. Um, thank you guys for coming on. It's been awesome. Final words? So thanks for having us on. I've been on a couple of times and I, I love it every time I get invited on. And it's great to think that all of us managed to get on. Um, yeah, and Sam, awesome. keep doing what you're doing because I, I, I watch your, or listen to your podcast every time I drive up on a Monday. I'm always disappointed when we have the missing week and I'm halfway through this one gone. this week. So yeah, keep up the great work. Yeah, keep up the great work, mate. So thank you for having us on. Absolutely. No, thanks. No so. it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a been a pleasure. That's, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, and when you come to see us, Sam, that's what we really want to know. Mate, Listen, soon as soon as I'm up that neck of the woods, I will definitely come and come and gate crash and efix. Oh, I could come and gate crash and efix yeah. live. Yeah, what time do you think you'll be able to do on the challenge wall? You, you, you know, well, I've done it once what, before, and uh, listen, I've done it once before and made a complete fool of myself because I <laughs> the, the, the truth was right, the truth was, and this is the truth, I'm not lying. Um, I had a um, bad hand and it was really cold and my hand seized and Gary's got the footage I kept dropping the screwdriver because I couldn't hold it and that's my excuse yeah 
Well, yeah. it's always well, good when you got three excuses, isn't it? I remember Sam coming in and he was saying, I'm going to be top of that leaderboard. You see that leaderboard? You're going to see Sam at the top of that. So you've got another chance, Sam. You know, you can come up and have another go and get at the top. Yeah. Right. I'll, as long as I Two beat Bundy. 52 to be now. So. As long as I beat Bundy. Yeah. As long as I beat Bundy, <laughs> I'm happy. Right. Monday Club. We're out.